Right now on Tech Radio, time travel, as we compress a full year into 30 minutes. Hi, I'm Artemis. I am a computer-generated AI voice, and you're listening to Tech Radio. Every week online and on air with RTE Radio, we bring you the latest in tech, a show brought to you in association with Fit.ie, the fast track into information technology apprenticeship program, which we'll tell you a little bit more about later. For now, you're welcome to episode 999, just one episode of our landmark episode 1000. We've something very special lined up for that, which we'll chat about later. But first, this week, let's get into looking back at the top 10 tech stories of 23. This is Tech Radio with Dusty Rhodes and Niall Kitson. Joining me as always is our Tech Central Editor-in-Chief, Niall Kitson. Niall, please tell me you're ready for Christmas at this late stage. I think so. I think I've done all my shopping, unless there's like a relative pops up out the woodwork that, you know, is very wealthy or something like that. Oh, very well. To, so they have to be a wealthy relative. I have to be a wealthy relative that I want to be on good terms with. At the with. last minute. Yeah, exactly. I know, <laughs> Dusty, how about you? Are you ready? I'm uh, pretty much set. This is this is my last job uh, before we go into Christmas. And I kind of deliberately left it like that because this is my favourite uh, podcast and our little chats and stuff like that. So I really enjoy it. And I'm particularly looking forward to this episode because it's kind of looking back on the year. And it's a good time, you know, to just to reflect, to see how our world has changed in the last 12 months. And oh, my God. Mm. Has it changed in some ways? Yeah. So listen, what we're going to do is we're going to do a, a, a top 10 and we're going to count our way down from a, a, from 10 down to number one. And if we run out of time, we'll do an extra bonus episode for uh, for over Christmas. Why not? All right. So listen, what's, what's at number 10 on our list? Okay, I picked this and it's almost a footnote at this stage uh, because this is a story that it's cautionary tale when it comes to big tech technology um, science and research. You might remember the name Theranos. Of course, it was mm. a company that promised to diagnose any number of medical conditions based on just a drop of human blood. What a brilliant idea. Um, cutting edge research, a retail partner in place, a CEO that borrowed in some respects from the Steve Jobs playbook. She even, you know, followed in her style after him with those uh, famous black, uh, whatchamacallum, polo shirts. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shirts. She was the Steve Jobs of the medical world, essentially is what you're saying. That's very much what she wanted to be. And she followed, you know, she dropped out of college, just like Steve Jobs did, to follow her passion uh, and make use of an awful lot of very highly connected people, a lot of very wealthy people to develop this device that on the surface was an absolute game changer for medical technology. In reality, it didn't work. It was not good. Test results that came in were actually farmed out to different labs using different technology and of course, all of this came out in the wash and Holmes was sent to jail for 11 years on the hook for, I think, a fine also of 425 million. 
to be split between herself mm. and former uh, boyfriend Sunni Balwani, uh, who is serving 13 years for his part in the fraud. Now, what's interesting to me, and this is more a nomenclature thing than anything, more a terminology thing, rather. It's not the fact that the technology didn't work. It's not the fact that, you know, it's, uh, it was a matter of people in very ill health uh, were treated very poorly, potentially misdiagnosed. The charges that she was eventually convicted of, and this is a very American thing as far as I'm concerned, wire fraud. Ah, it's not yes, about it's, it, medical malpractice. It's about the money. You meant you mentioned spoilers in there. I'm going to drop an amazing spoiler now. I'm just going to completely ruin it for everybody. All right, because you're mm-hmm. all thinking. I wonder what's at number one. I bet you it's AI at number one. No, 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 not AI at number one on our list. Something even bigger. <gasps> yeah, what could it be? Let's get thing. on with it. Yeah, number nine okay. uh, is one that I picked, and I'm 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 I keep thinking the Muppets when I say Ireland in space. Muppets in space. Um. Ireland is amazing space industry for the size of us. Do you know what I mean? We're four or five million mm. people. We're on this tiny little rock on the edge of the Atlantic Ocean. Yet we have over, uh, I think it's a hundred companies that are now involved in the, in the Irish space industry or something like that. Um, and I'm thinking of, and some of them are like really success, successful. They add in kind of little parts, uh, whatever. Uh, Railtra is one of the Irish companies who designed the cameras on the James Webb Telescope launch vehicle. So wow. as it was taking, you know that classic shot when the, when the rocket is taking off and you can see the view from the camera, mm. all right, of the different stages kind of breaking off and all that kind of as it begins its ascent into orbit. That was an Irish camera. Arby, Jesus be gob, would you look at it? That was us. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel very proud about that. Like, you know, then, of course, uh, we had the guys over at UCD and uh, there was AirSat, uh, which they designed. And it was the size of a box and, and all kinds of uh, interesting uh, experiments going on. We did a whole uh, show about that earlier in the year. Uh, and then, of course, we have Space Week. Space Week is one of your favorite weeks of the year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Attached to uh, Science Week and something that we learned uh, during Space Week mm. was that giant dish that uh, that is lying just to waiting say, to yes. be used in Cork. Yes, because I had a note of that. Well, what was my favourite story of the year? And my favourite story of the year is definitely large space telescope found in Cork. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another podcast well, episode. Listen, listen back. Found yeah, there yeah, quite yeah. a while ago. What's What's funny is that it's not doing anything at the moment. Uh, it's oh, it's such a shame. This wonderful it? piece of infrastructure just yeah. waiting, waiting to be used, yeah. and we know it's going to be part of something special when it is. Whether yeah. it's communications directly to the moon or further to Mars, if there's anyone there, and um, this is a, a an absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. piece of equipment, and hopefully we'll see it used in the very near future. Yeah, hopefully so. And actually, I think it'd be quite good as well for uh, if we were part of a global network of uh, telescopes looking out into space. Mm, Yeah. Because our position on the edge of the continent uh, is actually quite good because we don't get as much radio interference or light interference and and, and stuff like that because uh, we're out in the ocean a little bit. So uh, Mm. anyways, yes, number nine, uh, space for me. Number eight, I know, is a topic that's very close to your heart. Oh, I mean, we've joked 
about <laughs> GDPR fines before mm-hmm. and how GDPR fines can be a legitimate revenue stream for the state. And do you know what? 2023 is the year that proved it. You know, if if you want to know where the extra money for, we'll say, the fuel allowance or <laughs> more guardie on the street, we'll talk mm. about that later. Mm. If you want to know what's funding these things, it's GDPR. Let's let's not let's not sugarcoat it here. Let, 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 let me ask you about this, all right? Because mm. GDPR is it's not an Irish thing; it's an EU thing. Yep. However, because Ireland has taken on the role of looking after GDPR and the was the Information Commission is here, is it? What's the name of the office? Uh, not quite. Not quite. GDPR applies to um, companies based in specific countries. So yeah. because an awful lot of big tech has its European base in Ireland, yeah. we have to look after those countries. If ah. they were, say, based in France... We wouldn't, French we wouldn't French regulation. Ah, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, so it's because of the fact that we have all of the big guys living here with us, because we're so close to Europe and Africa, and uh, that we speak English and, and all that states, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, closest states, six hours away, uh, all that. Kind of so that's why they're based, and because they're based here, the Irish regulator imposes the GDPR. Now, when a mm-hmm. GDPR fine is imposed on somebody. Does the fine just go into the government coffers of that particular country? So mm-hmm. if uh, France are to fine Apple uh, or the, Twitter or whatever it's called today, uh, does that money go into the French government coffers and vice versa? Certainly does. Same in Ireland. Certainly does. Really? So wow. we've actually got a pretty good line of things here, right? So in total in 23, Meta Platforms, uh, which uh, is... Facebook, uh, had multiple GDPR breaches, resulting mm. in a fine of just over 1.5 billion euro. Um, mm. TikTok, uh, also, you know, not without blame, they had to fork out 345 million. Um, mm. Again, sort of a lot of this is to do with child protection uh, and getting access to people's data, to young people's data. Mm. Um, in the case of TikTok, it's it's like, you know, 13 to 17 year old, uh, 13 to 17 year old counts and yeah. what the default public setting on it was. So this is the kind of thing that if it's a matter of there being privacy options, they have to be clear and obvious. So you don't have to go digging around in the T's and C's or a separate menu to go, oh, right, okay, I give... X, Y, Z permissions to do over here, this thing over here. No, it's, it has to be clear and it has to be obvious. So another, another Facebook related breach, WhatsApp got stung for 5.5 million. Um, I could go on. Of course, there is, there's things, you know, outside Ireland as well. I mean, Spotify got hit with a fine for 4.9 million uh, or 58 million Swedish krona. The the five millions, that's like saying, go to your room for an hour. (laughs) For those people, that's exactly five million. Is it? Should they drop that on a party? Uh, this This is true. That's but, uh, you know, when it comes to money that could be better spent in the countries where these fines are levied, I, mm. I think, uh, you know, go for it. Yeah. All right. OK, listen, let's move on. Number seven on the list. Mm. Uh, another one voted by your good self. 
And and yeah. I actually, we both uh, had this particular gentleman in mind. And interesting that he is so far down the list, because I think this demonstrates quite a bit of fatigue when it comes yeah. to this gentleman. Yes. So number We've seven on our list. Yeah, Mr. We're, we're, Mr. Musk. Mr. Musk, who overpaid for a little social network called Twitter, gutted it, got rid of, you know, a lot of its engineers, removed its moderation team, uh, reduced its overall headcount from, I think, seven and a half thousand to 1,800 employees, Mm. Um, (laughs) uh, got rid of the um, public relations department. So if you want to talk to someone in Twitter (laughs) about a story, if you want to talk to somebody X uh, in a story, you can't. There's, there's yeah. nobody there to talk to. Uh, you might get a receptionist, but <laughs> that's pretty yes, much it. Um, so here's the thing, right? Uh, we have had another year of a lack of moderation on X. Mr. Musk, Musk claims to be a free speech absolutist, which we have discovered means that you can say anything so long as it doesn't offend me and I can say whatever I want. Yeah, well, And yeah. that's that's where we are. <laughs> so... The only revenue stream, the only reliable revenue stream at the moment is to pay for blue ticks, um, to pay to verify your own account. So it says mm. you are what you are, which is what, $8 a month. Yeah. Um, it has raised, I think, $44 million. I don't think that's quite going to cover what, like uh, what was paid for it. It's, it's not it's what it, very it paid, what, 45 billion or something like that. So Yeah, 44 four, billion. Oh, I this doesn't even cover the interest on that loan. No, 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 no. So um he has He's come out. Just, do you know what? In Ireland, I think we have a phrase for somebody who achieves what Elon Musk has. And I think that phrase is making an arse of it. He has certainly done that. Um most recently. Uh, he has liked a post from far right. I'm going to say oh, individual. Goodness, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. That whole thing advocating for a theory called the Great Replacement, which is basically all us white people are being replaced by ethnic minorities. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah of course. Um, and uh, he recently, which is to say, uh, yeah, very recently at the New York Times uh, event called Deal Book in New York, basically said F asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. 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 <laughs> Advertisers. He's like, I refuse to be blackmailed. I'm going to say what I want. Um, well, actually, so, do you know what? The, the one thing that he did have a good point was, are you trying to blackmail the richest man in the world with money? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just kind of yeah. like <laughs> well, speaking, you know, speaking vaguely of that. I mean, he did appoint a CEO, uh, Linda Yaccarino, who oh, has the worst woman. job, yeah. the worst job in technology, uh basically trying to clean up after this guy yeah. and make Twitter profitable again. Not going to happen. So, thank you. Thank you X. We hardly knew ye. Um I know I don't <laughs> use it anymore. Um because so the level of this course is so toxic. It's horrible. And the only people that get amplified are people who have played for their blue ticks. And you can be fairly sure they are not the most uh, objective of people. 
bad. So a little uh, Elon fatigue uh, has him down at number seven. At number six, let's go through this quickly because I want to get into uh, number five is quite a big one. Um, the Digital Markets and the Digital Services Act, they've kind of come into play this year and that's why they're at number six on our top 10 stories of, of, of the year. They have. Now, Digital Markets Act is all about creating an open marketplace, about mm-hmm. making sure that there isn't any gatekeeping uh, in new technology. When it comes to AI, it means opening up the black box mm-hmm. so people can see what you're using uh, and perhaps innovate on the basis of that technology. So that's what the Digital Markets Act is all about. Um, the Digital Services Act is about protecting the consumer to make sure that everything you interact with online has your best interests at heart and is going to do a good job at protecting your user experience and you as a person. That means there has to be a big emphasis on moderation on social networks to make sure that whatever you log on to is not going to be harmful. Mm. Um, Of course, big tech is having a problem with this because clearly they underinvest in moderation. There's this eternal thing of AI is going to solve everything. Mm. Uh, It has not. It probably will not. And yeah, it's it's worth putting in there as a footnote that here is something that is there for us and it is not being lived up to or adhered to by companies that should be looking after us. Facebook. At number five, I can't believe that another one that's quite down on the list, I would have thought they'd be uh, up a little higher. Number five, we have chosen as the top tech story of the year as Apple. Uh, And I mean, we talk a lot about Apple and we love Apple and we hate Apple uh, at the same time. And when I say we, that's probably more me. But anyways, um, and and I'm the bigger Apple user, I have to say, between the two of us. Um, Mm -hmm. But they they kind of like there was a couple of things with Apple this year that I thought were really interesting and very momentous. Okay, so we're talking about the Digital Service and the Digital Marketers Act. Apple actually succumbed to the EU. And mm. against their wishes, have dumped the lightning port in favor of the USB-C port because the EU told them to do so. Yeah. Wonderful example of the EU sticking up for consumers. And yeah. of course, there was the kicking and screaming and this is bad yeah. for innovation. Do you know what? Anytime something like this happens, big tech goes, it's going to be bad for innovation. Do you know what? Somebody small, somebody smart goes ahead and innovates anyway. So here's your choice. I mean, you bitch and moan or you actually do the work. And thankfully that they are because that is one of the things with tech. And even with all of this regulation and trying to find a common standard among this, there's still too many common standards, if you know what I mean. So kind of with that, I'm wondering about USB-C because USB-A is kind of like the international standard for the USB charger on the wall Mm -hmm. to this day. Mm -hmm. But plugging it into a device, you're using the (laughs) USB-C connector. So we're going to come a day where, you know, uh, all of your your, uh, power adapters are going to have to become USB-C also, and you'll have to replace all of them. I don't know. Well, we we might see multi-port power adapters. I think that's a pretty good solution. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But that was very interesting to see that uh, Apple uh, said. And then, of course, like, you know, later on in the year, then they announced, uh, were they doing it because of the American regulator or they just did it as a, hey, we've got a great idea. 
all of your Apple products will now integrate easier with the rest of the world because we're introducing USB-C. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, no, no. and you you might remember the the wonderful reaction to these. I love these press conferences. When whenever there's a live audience, I love them so much. The clapping, the hooping, the hollering, yeah, the all these boys. pre-recorded Apple things—they're so soulless. Oh, um, God, just, just God, yeah. give give me a room full of fanboys. That's that's what I yeah. want. That's what I want but, to watch. Yeah, the other uh, USB C thing type story with Apple, which was very interesting, because Apple doesn't move, as you know, it doesn't move fast on anything. All right, if 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 a regulator is telling it to do something, it'll it'll reject it and block it. Now it doesn't want to move. Uh, and then when new technology comes in, it doesn't really want to move. They're talking about innovation. My God, Apple are uh, almost the least innovative company going because what they do is they let everybody else in innovate and then they refine. However, uh, there's a thing called RCS, which stands for Rich Communication Services. So we're all used to iMessage and we're all used to WhatsApp on your phone. Okay. Rich Communication Services is kind of like that same level of text messaging on a regular SMS phone. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of on your regular phone where you, you get the text messaging app. And then you've got WhatsApp and WhatsApp does way more. All right. What they're trying to do is they're trying to bring in this RCS into regular text messaging so that everything kind of becomes a little bit more uh, consistent. That's the word I'm looking mm. for. I, I was thinking samey. Consistent is what I was mm-hmm. thinking of. Um, and it was something that Tim Cook uh, was absolutely vehemently against. He was said he would rather give away iPhones for free than ever implement RCS. And that is changing in Apple this year. Um, and it will create a situation where Apple and Android will be able to to message each other uh, much, much easier. It's kind of like an upgraded SMS kind of thing. So that, that that's interesting. That's something that Tim Cook was vehemently against publicly that they're going to introduce. USB they've brought in as well. And then Apple actually came up with a new project, kind of. Well, I really like this, or rather, I really like the solution they came up with. So you you explain it. It's the Vision Pro VR headset. So we've been playing around a lot with, you know, kind of Samsung have been doing their headsets. And what's what's the gaming one that you use? Uh, the Oculus. There you uh, go, the uh, Oculus, great, all right. Yeah. So basically it's kind of, a, it's a headset that covers your eyes and you're able to do all kinds of things in 3D uh, and connect to the world in, in strange and unusual ways. Uh, Apple Vision Pro came out. Now, in all fairness, they did a kind of a nice design. I don't know. I, you see, all I can think of is you still look like a complete prat when you're wearing one, all right? But... You look less of a prat wearing an Apple one than you do any of the others, all right? So that's probably the best way of putting it. It looks like ski goggles is the best way that I can put it. And it looked like you were able to see through like a pair of sea goggles. goggles. Yeah, scuba goggles, Um, yeah. But you can't. It's no. like every other headset. It's got two screens inside for, for each of your eyes. And then on the front, it has an LCD display, which will display your eyeballs. <laughs> so people will know if you're looking or not. Which is so cool. So cool. Because... <laughs> you well, see, I'm the opposite. I think it's just naff. No, you see, one of the problems people have when trying to have a conversation with somebody is getting facial cues, right? 
a VR headset removes all that completely. You could be having a conversation with somebody with a VR headset and half the experience is gone. So by just implementing this solution, you don't feel like too much of an idiot for talking to somebody with a block of something mm, on their face. Mm, I'm a fan I, of it. Right, I think I, it's really I, I cool. I don't agree. I don't agree because at the moment in modern society, in every single sitting room, in every single home in Ireland, we all sit down at night with our partners and there's a big screen on the wall and it's got moving pictures on it, movies and TV. And whilst we're watching that, we're looking at a small screen in our hand. All right. Mm-hmm. And talking to somebody who's on their smartphone is the equivalent of talking to somebody who's wearing a virtual reality headset. They're just not there, whether you can see their mm-hmm. eyes or not. You know, you're having, I've done it, I don't know how many times in our house, had conversations that I'm not actually taking part in. I'm saying the words. So, it's because you're know. married, Dusty. All right. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> 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 so, an interesting, an interesting, uh, now that said, uh, the Vision Pro, I do kind of like the way that they went w- with uh, ER or, or VR and uh, more augmented reality uh, rather than anything else. And it's, some of it looks cool, but I think it's still at that stage where, you know, kind of people who just want really expensive toys or developers are going to get this and they're going to look at it. And it's it's kind of like a stepping stone to the next. It's nowhere near a finished product. Or uh, this is all about the developers. I mean, it's got a four-figure price tag attached to it. Exactly. So interesting concept. We'll see what happens with it. So that's kind of Apple yeah. at number five. Um, do you know what I'm going to do is, because we are running out of time, right? Mm-hmm. And the top three are big. And AI is not number one but it's in the top three somewhere, all right? So there's an awful lot to talk about. So I think uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do number four now, and then we'll conclude this episode, and then we'll have one then for uh, over the Christmas period when we can all sit back and and have a glass of wine or whatever while we listen to the podcast. You like? Yeah. Yeah, let's roll. So let's uh, wrap up then with uh, number four. And number four, oh, God, what a... Yeah. (laughs) What a point to end on. Uh... Top tech moment of the year, I think, is the Gardaí and the results of the riots that we had in Dublin. Okay. And the reason I have picked this as the uh, uh, number four top tech story of the year is that the Gardaí are going to be introducing body cams, which actually kind of, I don't, I kind of don't really have a problem with that because it's a good record. All right. Um, But they are introducing AI facial recognition. And I do have a problem with that. And essentially what it means is that the Gardaí will be able to access CCCTV cameras. They'll have their own body cam footage. They'll have their, their whatever. I mean, there's cameras everywhere. All right. And they'll be able to use AI to go in there and to track anybody. Now, mm-hmm. I know you're, I can see by the look in your face, you're like, oh, but Dusty, they're criminals. No. They're bad people. No. Do you know what I mean? Yes, that's that obviously is the argument. And you kind of go, okay, Grant, but if you can track Bad people, you can also track anybody. And you can track the wrong person. Or you can track the wrong person. Yes, exactly. And we've had that problem. All right. We've had Mm -hmm. that problem with, you know, kind of it doesn't work as well with uh, uh, colored faces. All right. Um, Correct. which, Which is terrible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we know why that is. It's because the data set these uh, AI are trained on are all Caucasian. Oh, it's got a, well, look. Firstly, that's got to change, all right? But it doesn't change my Mm. argument in the first place that it's just the fact that they're able to track because even though, you know, it it can be used for good, 
it can also be used for evil, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. And there, there's a couple of additions to the Guardi, or rather the, the Guardi toolkit. Mm. Uh, public order units are getting tasers. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfectly reasonable. Um, uh, as you mentioned, uh, they're getting new body cams, which are mm-hmm. wonderful because mm-hmm. it's a record um, for them, but also for us. Yes. Um, and um, yeah, the AI uh, facial recognition. Now, on principle, mm-hmm. if the training data was better, there is the argument that okay, it's going to be more accurate. However, there is the GDPR, which says you have a right to privacy. And if somebody is going to take your picture and use it as part of an investigation, you have the right to know about it. Mm. And the investigating body has the obligation to delete it as soon as it stops being relevant. Yeah. So Say if you are identified as somebody in a riot and maybe you were just caught up, maybe you just got caught up in the riot, which happens an awful lot. You have the right to have that footage taken of you deleted because it's no, it's no longer relevant. Uh, you weren't a person of interest and you just happened to be there. Uh, so it's things like that make technology like facial recognition very problematic. The whole, if you're not doing anything wrong, you shouldn't worry about it, Yeah, is completely incorrect. Yeah. Listen, let me wrap up on this, all right, because we're out of time. Um, yeah. With just something that makes me smile. We're having this conversation about body cams, street cameras, CCTV, AI facial recognition, da-da-da, and all that kind of stuff. Surveillance is a bad thing. I need to have my right to privacy entitled to blah-blah-blah. Then I go out at Christmas and I buy an Amazon Echo device with a microphone built into it and blink cameras to monitor my entire house so that all of that video stream can go directly to the Amazon servers. It's like, you know, are we nuts? I think we are. Well, answered your own question there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you very much. All right, listen, what we do is we still have three crack and top tech stories of the year and we're going to get to them in our next episode between Christmas and New Year. This is Tech Radio. That's it for Tech Radio 4. Now, we'll have that bonus episode for you, as I say, uh, next week. And then the first week in January is going to be our 1,000th episode. Niall, do you even remember the first one? Do you know what? I, I think I do. Do you really? I think I do. <laughs> I remember where it happened. Yeah. Um, the studio Marion Row, wasn't it? That's it. Yeah. yeah. Now... And I remember the lead time I had was 20 minutes. And it was, it was what's in the news, go into that room and talk about it. <laughs> and I actually think, yes, it was. Some of the management shenanigans at Amazon at the time uh, was what we were talking about. Oh my um, God, you're like an yeah. elephant. You're scary. There you go. You're scared. <laughs> human USB hard drive. <laughs> Listen, our 1000th episode, uh, we are going to be inviting some of our best panelists and guests from over the last 15 years to join us. It's going to be a tech feast. So do not miss it uh, the first week in uh, January. 
Our show this week was brought to you by Fit.ie. Irish companies are using it to grow their tech teams, build some greater diversity in the workplace, which in turn sparks fresh thinking and energy. Financially, the companies also avoid high recruitment agency fees and there are state grants of up to six grand for each apprentice that you take on. If this is something that your company would like to do to free up some more experienced staff or maybe get fresh energy into your day-to-day tech team, do check out the Fast Track into Information Technology Apprenticeship Programme at fit.ie. That's it for our show for this week. Until next time, from myself and Niall, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Talk to you soon. Tech Radio is produced by DustPod.io. From me, Artemis, goodbye. Goodbye.